listening to It's Complicated with your hosts, Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli. Hello, Master Daters. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Jen. And I'm not Jen. Mm -mm. But we, together, are your resident best friends, here to help you along your relationship journey. Just think of us as your very own little tiny fun fairies. We're bringing joy to the process and we're sprinkling love dust all over the damn place because it takes a village to date and we are your community. Mm -hmm. And we bring you this show weekly with our stories, tips, and expert guests to help you navigate the complicated world of dating and relationships. So please help us in the podcast world by doing your part and rating our show and leaving comments about what you think. It's easy to help, guys. You can find us at It's Complicated Podcast. And uh, if you're new to It's Complicated, you guys find us, subscribe, rate, comment, share, tell a friend. And if you're not and you're having trouble getting our podcast, you just need to unsubscribe and then resubscribe again because things get a little complicated and that's out of our control but once you do that you're going to get all of our shows sent right to you and then you can also now find us on most uh uh podcast uh platforms but you can also find us on spotify which is fairly new and that's fun because you can share with your friends there add it to your playlist and just spread the love guys because it really helps us here and it takes a village to date like we said and you need to do your part and be part of the village so we can all help each other Yeah, and today we have somebody coming in to help us all because she is very experienced. She has been on The Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise. She's a mother, fashion designer, and author of Now Accepting Roses. Amanda Stanton will be in to discuss how you can find yourself before you find the one, how not to lose yourself in a relationship, and how to find the upside when dating feels like a downer. Yeah, because we all know that sometimes it does, guys. And Amanda, she can definitely dish on some of that. All right, Amanda? Stanton is a single mother raising two beautiful girls, Kinsley and Charlie, in Orange County, California, before joining ABC's hit series, The Bachelor and The Bachelor in Paradise. Amanda was a full-time mom who hadn't been on a date in, guys, more than five years. From her unique experiences on the dating shows, Amanda has received a crash course in relationships. It's like dating boot camp, you guys. In her new book, Now Accepting Roses, Amanda shares her refreshing set of rules for what it takes to find the one without losing yourself. Amanda's friendly, heartfelt guidance will will feel like a good friend offering her most personal advice on life, love, and self-care. And her wild stories will rival the juiciest gossip you've ever heard. So if you watch the show and you think that's juicy, the stories behind the stories are even juicier. And if you're looking for a love like you've seen on the silver screen, well, sorry, but that doesn't exist. The good news is she says the real thing is so much better. Amanda would love to help you find it. So that's why she's joining us because we want to help you find it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, I still have not found it, but I have a great story to share with everybody <laughs> because I walked out of a date. Yeah. And we always talk about like what the proper way to hit the eject button is and if you can actually do so. So yeah, I did it. Um, went to... <laughs> dinner with a male that I should have known better because he we talk about on the show all the time like with those steps to avoid wasting your own time and some of those things are for instance having a phone call or FaceTiming before you actually meet this person if you do meet them on an app and you don't really know what it's going to be like and you want to like sort of vet them prior so I didn't do that he said some like pretty douchey things over text but I was like oh maybe that was just hyperbole and he was just exaggerating to make a point But no, he said something to the effect of like only like socializing with people that have like private jets and climb Mount Everest. And uh, I don't know that partying is not in his uh, lifestyle anymore. So I just was like, oh, maybe that's just an exaggerated way of saying like he just doesn't really drink and go out all that much. No, he meant it because on the date, which, by the way, five minutes in or maybe even less, I knew right off the bat this guy was not my guy then he proceeded to tell me his resume in full detail now I don't just mean saying high level things I mean like literally so many details that I didn't even speak or like 
I, all I said was, mm-hmm, okay, because there was not enough like space between his stories Ugh. to give me the opportunity to communicate back. So then we're sitting down and eating our dinner, and I'm the only one eating because, again, he's still proceeding to talk and never asks me a question. He wow. even told me he gives his female friends dating advice, to which I then said, maybe you should share my podcast with them. And then he didn't even ask me about the podcast. He just kept talking. What an idiot. And kept on going and going and going. And I brought up the podcast again and he kept on going and going and going. I don't know. He told me about this horse he bought. He told me about why he bought a horse. He told me about what happened in, with a horse in the lawsuit. Meanwhile, still hasn't asked me about the podcast. So at some point I'm like, do you want to know about this podcast I referenced? And he was like, well, I just figured you'd tell me about it. And I was like, uh, no, it's part of conversation. You ask the question and then I can tell you, but you literally haven't well, let me speak. Well, uh, not to him. He just talks. So right. he, he just assumes people are going to talk back, which does not work. There was no space in the conversation for that. So I don't really know how that was going to happen. But then he proceeds to tell me about some girl he went on a date with and he wrote her off because of her job and how it, it was a waste of time to be there. And I was like, well, let me take this opportunity to ask you how you think this date is going. So he then said, well, I can tell you shut down because of X, Y, and Z. And I was like, those are not the reasons I shut down but because he had actually mentioned how time is so valuable and like we can't do anything to like get it back and we should make use of it I said to him in the vein of what you said about time I am going to stop wasting both of our time and I'm yeah I th- I'm gonna go because I can't take one more minute of this wow so I then he was like well you need to you should offer to pay and I was like I'll pay for my portion for sure I'm happy to do so And this was at a sushi restaurant that is so delicious. Usually my food tastes like shit. And same sushi restaurant that I know two people who have gotten food poisoning from. Really? Yeah. I've never heard that, but I mean, or have had that happen. But I mean, I can imagine at some point it's going to happen, especially with fish. But so he ruined my dining experience. I (sighs) wouldn't even wait for my last break baked crab hand rolls to come. And that's what they're known for. I was just like, I have to go. (laughs) And I told the server to give him my baked crab hand roll and that I needed to leave immediately. So he was not thrilled about that. I proceeded to block him on all platforms because I just don't want to hear from him ever again in my entire life. And honestly, it was just eye-opening because it reminded me I need to do my due diligence before I go out with somebody. Yeah, and also, but you can't really blame yourself because you're not, it's hard to completely write somebody off over an app, so you can do it. But if you do, if you're unsure and you think you need to meet them, then at least know, okay, I'm unsure about this person. If I meet this person and it's going awry, maybe we make the date like a coffee date or something where I can leave be- easier because I'm not sure about this person or whatever if he plans a date and it's dinner fine I need to be okay with going this is like what you did like yeah. this is not happening and get up and go because sometimes I was so okay with it you can't <laughs> yeah you can't know it's hard to like write somebody off unless you're just like I don't even care and you want to write them off but if you're unsure you sometimes you need to be in front of the person so. totally in this case though had I met him by phone I would have never shown yeah. up to this date also I'm just happy that I ejected because if I wasted one more second there and usually I'm like yoga breath through it you can get yeah. through anything but like chalk it up to an experience but I was like no this person literally is my nightmare yeah. and I could be better off in a room alone with no power I listen I've been there before. I hear you. Sometimes you're just like, what in the fuck am I doing here? I can't even like be here for five more minutes. So no. I think you did the right thing. Thank you. Um, I went trick-or-treating because I felt like Halloween came early. I had friends that like had a party on the 18th and like then it just felt like it was over by the time it already was there. But I went trick-or-treating and I'm just going to repeat myself in case you didn't hear the episode where we talked about this. But my fiance has a daughter from a previous relationship and her mother has like a family of her own. And so we all went to her treating for like the second time. And I just want to reiterate, if you guys get into a relationship with somebody that has like an ex that's still involved in their life because of a child and they have a child, just try. I know it's not possible all the time. Things aren't that black and white, but if the circumstances are aligning, try your best to make everything copacetic between all of the people, because I will tell you it really helps in every aspect of the relationship it trickles down to you it trickles down to like other little things that end up making the whole picture feel so much better so just try your best to put things aside let things roll off your 
you know, back or whatever. Not that there is even reason for me to do that in particular. I'm just saying if it seems petty and you have to massage a situation sometimes, I say try your best to do that because it ends up making everyone feel happier and then it ends up actually being easier to be happier, if that makes any sense. So that's my advice for that. Um, and yeah, it was a really, really good Halloween. Um, and you know, before we get into this whole shebang of a show, we are going to cheers with a nightcap guys, because we really, really need one of those. We sure do. Uh, and <laughs> what doesn't to kill you makes you stronger because if you think the struggle is real when you're dating in the city, then why don't you try dating on the world's most popular TV show a few times over while raising children, then writing a book and still coming out on top. We want what she's drinking and that's some to kill you. Cheers. Cheers. You may have seen her trying to win Ben's heart on The Bachelor, but we think she's the prize. Welcome to the show, Amanda. Yay. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. We have a bagillion questions. All of them. In fact, we would accept your rose Um, if you were to give them to us. Yeah, I would totally take it. Hello. Hello. Um, So let's talk real quickly. Single, taken, it's complicated. Which one are you? Uh, are you I'm very single oh <laughs> there was a pause there yeah. I was like I was like oh is she gonna say she's found love that's okay no because you're probably on the path to that hopefully we'll see we'll see well you so you wrote this book now yeah. accepting roses yes so what inspired you to write this now so it's funny I actually wrote it a couple years ago oh it was a long process. Um, but when I first kind of had the idea to write a book was right after I got off of Ben's season. And I just felt like I had so many mainly single moms reaching out to me that were in the same boat or were in relationships where they felt like it wasn't working and they were scared to be a single mom. But I inspired them that it's okay. And I think I've had people like that in my life. So I decided to kind of write a book about that. And then over the years and my experiences on the show, it kind of just turned into like a whole book about my life and dating experiences and my experience on The Bachelor. So it's, there's kind of something for everyone in there. So the inspiration was born from like wanting to make single mothers feel comfortable in the dating world. Cause I'm sure dating for like anybody is scary, but that's why we started this podcast. Yeah. (laughs) But like, are you guys single? I am. Lauren's engaged. I'm engaged. And my fiance has a daughter from a previous relationship. And I know, I mean, I could, I can imagine that I don't have children of my own, but I can imagine that that would be really scary to like share your heart and your child's heart. And he had just gotten out of a relationship where like it was long and kind of tumultuous. And so he was really nervous about his daughter, which I'm sure you understand. So Mm -hmm. like, and he had expressed those, all those concerns to me and was very like slow moving because of that. But I think that, he and and I remember hearing him say, like, if it didn't work out between you and I, I literally just didn't even want to like try anymore because of that. Like it yeah, freaked him out. So I because of the ki- Yeah, <laughs> right? Like it's already a daunting yeah. to date. And then you have kids and you're like, what So I would say I think the most challenging thing about dating with kids is kind of finding the time away from them. Because, you know, you're not gonna bring home a first date to come meet the kids. And for a while, I mean, I wanna date aside from like I don't want them to meet my kids anytime soon so do you have a rule for how long it's got to be before they get introduced no I don't but I feel like it's kind of getting longer and longer these days yeah <laughs> um but I will say too like everyone's always like oh my god it must be so hard dating with kids and I mean maybe I'm just used to it because I feel like it's all I've really known because I had kids so young but I don't really feel like it's harder like all my friends have a hard time dating but you also know? like your time like yeah. so you, I don't know how often you have your kids or how much Almost like all the time okay mm-hmm. so and then obviously you have somebody that can watch them when you go on dates but like yes. at what point do you ever have time for just yourself because if you're taking care of your kids <laughs> and you're on dates like where are yeah. the times to watch just like the tv shows and put on face when they're in bed and like <laughs> yeah yeah to be honest I don't date a whole lot but yeah I mean I would say just finding the time is the hardest part about dating as a single parent because I mean, I'm with them all the time or I'm working and then I also have friends and I have family and I have myself. So it's just hard to find time. But aside from that, I feel like dating in general is just, it's hard. 
Yeah, it is. It hard. is, and the and having something like children, or even it could be anything. It could be a job where you have to travel a lot, mm-hmm. or just there's a lot of different things that you could layer on and making it more. But I think to making it more complicated. But having kids because they're other humans that have emotions and feelings. That's I think where it gets a little scary because you yeah. know they're going to get attached, and then mm-hmm. you know. But it sounds like you have kind of when you do date, you have like a routine that you figured out like how to do it and it's not that hard once you start doing it. Like you know who you can call to watch the kids and like what days it's better for you to go out on than others. Yeah. I yeah. mean I have my schedule because they go to their death house every other weekend. So it's like that's my time for myself. But um, it's funny because I kind of have this rule where it's like I don't get a babysitter for me to go on a date. Like either it can happen when they're at their dad's house or we can reschedule for another and time. And why do you – why is that important to you? I just think – for me, I don't want to miss out on time with my kids to go on a date with somebody. So it's like I have my time away and then that's the schedule that works for me. So I think I've actually had a babysitter for me to go on a date one time. And would you consider then getting, I like that my fiance is the same way. Mm -hmm. Would you consider then after you're in a relationship and things are going well and you like the person, then it's a different story about getting a babysitter because you're investing time in a relationship that you know is like has some sort of foundation instead of just a random date with a guy where you're like the chances of this going anywhere are slim to none. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like if I'm dating a guy for a longer period of time and we have plans to do something, I would get a babysitter. Yeah. But I mean, going on a first date or second date, like in the beginning, I'm not going to get a babysitter. Yeah, it's, yeah. Mm. it's not worth it, no. leaving your kids. But also when you are dating somebody more seriously, probably you can introduce them to your kids so you can do things together maybe and not lose your time with them yeah but so I've had two relationships that my kids have met the guy and it didn't work out so I feel like I'm a little traumatized so now it's like it takes even longer to meet them and one of those came out of bachelor in paradise right yes yes that was the hardest one. Oh. And then I dated another guy for a year and he obviously was around them. He didn't, we didn't live together or anything, but he spent a good amount of time with them. We like had gone on a couple trips together with the kids. Um, so now it's like the next guy, mm-hmm. he's going to have to wait a long time. How old are your girls? They're five and seven. Okay. So they're old enough to like have conversations yeah. and like get to know somebody. And they're get not, attached. Yeah. yeah. How like do you go understand. through a breakup with somebody yeah. and like in terms of them, like mm-hmm. what do you tell them? Um, so realistically, like the only, well, I went through two, but I mean with Josh, like Charlie was a baby, like she didn't even fully talk yet. So she doesn't even know what a breakup is. So she doesn't get it. Um, but with Bobby, it was like Kins knew and it was almost easier in a way that they do know now to kind of be like, we broke up because they get it. And it's like not really much. There's not really much explaining to do there. Um, I think it's harder when they're younger and they don't get it. And you have to be like, oh. Uh, they don't get why that person's some- not there. Yeah. You yeah. have to like make up a lie, you know. that's That makes sense. So like now that they understand what it means to separate yourself from somebody, mm-hmm. you can just say that's what I did. But when they're like two, you can't really say that. They're just like, where's so-and-so? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But have they ever been mad at you for breaking up with somebody? Like are they ever like, what? We liked him. No. And especially, I mean, not, I mean, not, they, they actually did like both of my, both of my exes. I would never date somebody that they didn't like. But I think, um, especially this last time, like, especially Ken's, she's seven. She understands that like people break up and she knew that's what happened. And I think for me, it was more like being a good role model as far as how I handled the breakup and showing her that it's okay. And Charlie too, but Charlie, Charlie's kind of like in her own world, but Kins, I feel like Kins is more like sensitive and emotional and like feels what I'm feeling. Mm. And um, I think it was just more important to me to like handle it the right way to show them like, hey, like you're probably going to go through this one day too. And well, they is, definitely yeah. are. Yeah. And like it's not, it's a sad thing, but it's not something that like ends your life and it sucks, yeah. but you can keep going and have fun and hang out with your friends or do whatever. These are great yeah. things to see as a kid because like, yeah. let's just say you grow up either in a household where your parents fight all the time or they got divorced and they don't get along or... Um, they were together for X amount of years and then they broke up and you're like, wait, have I been living a lie this whole time? Like, what's right? How do you have a Mm -hmm. relationship? Like, I know my parents were married for 28 years. So to see that version of a relationship end, then I'm like, okay, so what's allowed and what's not allowed? Yeah. Is fighting not allowed? Oh, okay. (laughs) I should probably Uh not do that then. Yeah. And I think too, like, as I got a lot of criticism for it on social media, like every time I go through a breakup, I'm like, oh my God, here come all the social media people shaming me for having a relationship. And the thing is, like, I'm very careful. Like I said, I've only brought two guys around them. And even now it's like, it's not going to happen for a while. Um, 
But I mean, everyone has a different way of parenting. And I think a lot of parents, and I don't blame them, but it's like when you have kids, you want everything to be like rainbows and butterflies and you're happy all the time. But I just don't really think that's reality. It's and I not. used to be that way with my kids. But I think now I can be a little more honest with them. So. I think it's when they're little, there's a lot more sheltering because they're the emotionality and the level that they can understand things at is small. Mm -hmm. Their language is, they can't even understand all the words you're saying. So it's like very limited. But um, my fiance does this too. Like he used to not tell his daughter if there was something happening, like we're going to the movies later or someone's going to come over and play. He used to not tell her. Because if it didn't happen, then he didn't want to have to explain why. Mm -hmm. But I now, she's older, she's 10. I'm like, I think now... It's like what you're saying. Sheltering too much is not realistic because these things happen and you also need to prepare them in their realm. Obviously, she's 10, so you're not going to give her like the hard, cold facts, but you're going to kind of tailor it to her age. This is happening later. And you can use stuff as like tools, right? Like Parker's coming over later. So if you want her to still come over, maybe you need to make sure all your homework's done or whatever. Like yeah. use it in a way that works for them. But people on social media, I mean, what would they even have to say to you about like, they just go, they bash you for being in a relationship like you don't get a but fucking life. They follow yeah. you because you were on dating shows. Yeah. It's so like, I think <laughs> it's like they, I mean, and also like, yeah, they're only seeing a percentage of my life, but I think in their minds, it's like, oh, you're always trying to date. You're always doing this. And like, you guys have been following me for a course of like, what, three and a half years now. And I've dated three people. Like, that's not crazy. No. You know what I mean? Not so, at all. I mean, I'm very happy being single. So do you, you feel be. also that like because you have such great kids that you have around you all the time that you almost like have that love fulfilled because they're there all the time? Totally. Yeah. I think it, it helps in a way. It's like I'm not on a timeline to have kids. I already have two. Um. And yeah, I mean, it, it's it's easier. I'm not alone. I always have them with me. I say they're like my roommates, you know, <laughs> yeah. they're like my little best friend slash roommates and kids, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it helps and it kind of puts things in perspective, too. Like anytime I'm going through a hard time about a breakup or a guy or anything petty, it's like, you know, they kind of remind me that they put things into perspective. Yeah. Like so. you're responsible for taking care of them. And like, there's bigger things in your, in your world than this dumb fight you're having or something. I mean, exactly. so much love yeah. that already exists. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So how do you, I know you talk about this, um, kind of like in the, um, like, you know, in your book, you say like how not to lose yourself when you're trying to like find the one. And it sounds like you have that kind of down because you have such a great life independent life with your kids and like you you keep them separate until it makes sense to introduce your relationship but how do you like once you get into the relationship how do you make sure because everyone is excited about being in the relationship and they want to like be all in but like especially you you have a very specific other life that you have to pay attention to even someone without kids like how do they not get lost in this other person or the excitement of a relationship especially if you've been waiting for it yeah for so long let's just yeah. say you know yeah. like you didn't date for five years how do you not throw yourself into something full force and lose yourself yeah well I kind of did the first time and I think like the reason why I mean I definitely don't have it down I still struggle and that's why it's funny because I was actually thinking about it the other day I was like I wrote a book about this stuff I have to follow my own advice <laughs> you it's know hard what I mean? to take your own advice I yeah. think yeah we um, do that too with the podcast we're like okay we talk yeah. about it we got to keep ourselves in check it's hard yeah. Hard. Yeah, you're it's like, you easier can't preach it and not follow it. Right, but, but it's still... easier to like look at someone else and be like, okay, but then to do it, it you're so close with your in your mm -hmm. own situation, it's hard to see even when you go wrong. Yeah. So, I mean, I think ultimately it kind of is almost helpful because, you know, when you when you think about like a healthy relationship, it's like you're two people, you each have your own lives, but like you make each other better. And I think it kind of helps me keep it that way because I have my own life and I have kids and I work and I have all this stuff going on. So when I meet someone like it's going to be that kind of relationship if it's going to work. So I can't really, of course I get excited and like, you know, there's times where you get a little lost, but I think for the most part, it kind of helps me keep, stay on that track. And I think it's okay to get a little lost, like just keep it in check. Don't get exactly. so lost that you like now have changed everything about your life right. and your schedule yeah. don't chameleon yeah that's a yeah. verb but it is <laughs> but it is nice to also like take interest in things that your partner take it's good for you because you get to experience new things but also like it shows that you're interested in the things that they like too so there are some there's a boundary there I think you know like 
I'm going to go camping more now because this person likes it and I, you know, personally don't love it, but maybe I could go every now and then and like, you never know, you could have yeah. fun, I mean, more I'll, fun than I'll you I'll probably think. never go camping, but Same. yeah. yeah, It's not <laughs> my jam. Unless camping, yeah. you mean inside of a hotel with four walls, air conditioning yeah. and room service. Yeah. yeah. Probably and. not your person, but, no. but like, um, no, you I, would, I think it's just about balance. Yeah. You know? And like when you're, if you find someone that you, if you're a single mom or regardless, like if you find someone that you care enough about and like enough you're gonna you know include that person in your life it's just balancing everything that's what I always say and like it's just about balancing all your time and I feel like I go through phases where I'm really good at balancing everything and then I go through phases where I'm like oh my god my but that's balance but that's right? also life <laughs> yeah that's ba- but yeah. that's balance because sometimes the scales tip and that's mm-hmm. part of the other end of being balanced sometimes you're unbalanced like I'm a Libra I I really feel it when like things are unbalanced but I try constantly to maintain a balance but it just sometimes it's not and that's yeah the balance I right mean, there yeah I don't think anyone can live a perfectly balanced life their entire yeah. life but by the way this is off topic do you guys feel mercury in retrograde oh yes. so much it's because actually I, painful oh. I can't even post on Instagram oh I have to do it it won't let me post on our uh podcast it I sign into our podcast account and then I post and it posts to my personal account. No. Okay. So I was like trying to edit a photo and it won't let me save it all of a sudden. <laughs> but aside from that, just like the, like everything, like communication, I'm just like, it's, it's a nightmare. Do you feel like you would be wary about like just starting to date somebody right now because of this? Cause I feel it too. Oh, I won't date anyone when Mercury is. Is well, it a rule for no, you? Okay. Well, is it a rule for you? And then I have more information about it. I mean, Kind of. Yeah. Like, I mean, I wouldn't make any like big decisions. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I, I, this is what I read online. It was like, do not make any big decisions. And yeah. I, right. Like no listen. commitments. You don't no. say, don't say yes to someone asking you to marry them. Let's right. just say that. Yeah. No, no, none of that. No contract signing. That's for um, sure. No yeah. big purchases. And definitely no electronics. Just forget it. Oh, I mean, you, I'm going to Paris and I'm buying a handbag. That's not a big purchase. That, no, no, no. no, and, no, no. Also, and I've thought about it before Mercury's in retrograde. Right, exactly. Like, and and also it's different in Paris because it's all, it's cheaper at the end of the day because of the taxes and all the things. So yes. it's you're it's fine. You guys speak my language. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> and also there's always something bigger of a purchase. So in comparison, that's a smaller purchase. Yeah, exactly. It's not like a car or house no, or like something right. like it's you're investing bag. in something. It's, right. it's a bag. And you it's can also bag. always sell that bag on like the real real. Like yes. I don't know. You're not committed to it forever. Like no. you know, potentially. It's totally fine. But so okay. What you're not supposed to do is like we just said, any big commitments, any big purchases, electronics. But you can date. You cannot go backwards, though. Mercury brings out people from the past. So oh, yeah, if right. they come out from the past because they all of a sudden feel the need to right some wrong oh. or attempt something again, you just say no. Yeah. Nothing no. no. So, so if somebody weird because all the exes come out when Mercury's yes. in retrograde. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Like it's clockwork. How do time. you how do you handle it? Even if Mercury's not in retrograde, like or whatever, maybe you have a hard fast rule about it. But like, do you normally just go like no, thank you. Do you ignore them? Like, what do you do when someone resurfaces? So, well, I actually, I actually told somebody, I was like, let's talk when Mercury's not in retrograde. Like, I am that much of a psycho about it. Do you put it in your calendar? Or are you like, save the date? Yes. And I want to know what's <laughs> weird. I used to also. Yeah. I started feeling it like as soon as it slowed down this year, like even before the 31st and I Googled it, I was like, I, why do I feel like it's already happening? And it was like Mercury actually already started oh. slowing down a week ago. You're in touch with it. Yeah. What's your sign? I'm an Aries. Okay. Hmm. I have no idea how that relates. I don't. It's an Aries. Aries is a fire, uh, fire sign. Fire sign. You, you would think it was air because it's Aries. It's so I confusing. Know. It's very confusing. <laughs> so tricky. Wait, what are your signs? I'm a Capricorn. And I'm a Libra. My mom's a Capricorn. Do you love her? I hope oh, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my mom's like my she's best like, friend. Nah, no, she's like, I don't <laughs> like her. That girl's she's too organized. Right. <laughs> um, and do you, when you date, do you like really want to know someone's astrological background and do you feel like that really affects things or I'm not as big on like signs and astrology as I am when it comes to like Mercury being in retrograde okay. because I think I think there's different things that go into that so if you read your horoscope I think it's pretty general I think there's other things like what time you're born where you're born I don't I don't you know, know like the that. rising sign the and the moon. moon sign and so like I know I'm Libra Virgo Capricorn mm-hmm. Um, and they, and we have had astrologers on our show and they actually have, if you get more into it, given tips about like how dating and communication does kind of help if you know somebody's astrological background, because there's reasons why they might 
like be triggered by certain things and he sort of enlightened us on that but genius even our working dynamic yeah yeah like was like oh you two are great partners because your signs fall in this area in the same place yeah it's interesting yeah there's this app and it's called the pattern i don't yes. know if you guys have it it is insane it's, it's so, so accurate Maybe we should start paying more attention to this but your rising sign the astrologer did say like when you read your like magazine horoscope it it's the whatever your birth sign is is very general like mm-hmm. you said your right rising sign is like more about how you communicate your emotions and so if right. you're dating somebody and you know their rising sign or your own and you can read both horoscopes it's it's kind of like a mashup of who you really are That's i think it's so actually interesting your moon. oh a moon sign yeah rising yeah. is rising how you present is, yourself rising to the world. and your moon sign yes the yeah. first thing I do when I like date someone is I go put their name in their uh, in the pattern. So it's like if someone looked at my phone and looked at the pattern, they'd see like a list of all. Like, it, I'd look so creepy. So Wait, that's those. even better than like cyber stalking. It's more like astrology stalking. Yeah. They're all in there. Like I look at all. Like, it's crazy. Oh, that is so good. And if someone has like a bad something on this little app thing, are you like I don't want to date you, or do you still try to give it a shot? I mean, I, it's not like I base everything off of it, but I definitely like. You're wary. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. I know. I'm into it too. I think it makes sense to pay attention to everything. Like it's like we were saying balance, right? Like Mm -hmm. pay attention to some of those things because yes, they are indicative of someone's personality. And if there are like deal breakers for you about someone who is like so super stubborn or something, you're like, I can't deal. Like then at least you know that going in, they start showing signs of it. You can be like, this is too much. Also, are you on any of the apps? I don't do any dating apps. Okay, so then this will not apply to you, but stranger danger is like a big thing for me. So, you know, in the old-timey times where you would be introduced by somebody or you have, you know, um, some you meet somebody at church or temple or whatever, there's some yeah. sort of connection involved where this person is not a complete stranger. For me, I'm like, give me any piece of data I can work with to make this person somebody I can relate to and not feel like they're a perfect stranger. So if it's their sign, great. Yeah. If it's Google and I can learn everything about Mm -hmm. them, great. If it's finding them on Facebook and seeing any mutual connections that I can reach out to and be like, please trust and verify. I need to know. Yeah. Anything, I'll take it. But especially pattern, that's a new one. I'm adding it to my list of things to like input data. The only thing is you do do need to know their birthday and their the place they were born. Oh. I'll find that out immediately. Yeah, you could yeah. just be like, what city were you born in and when is your birthday? Yeah. Right. But you can even ask it separately so it doesn't sound like you're a crazy yeah. person loading data. Like, so, where were you, where were you born? Yeah. yeah. And everyone that. asks that too. Just be more specific. Don't say, where are you from? Right. Say, where were you born? Yes. Yeah. You can't ask what time they were born. That's no. the only weird part. <laughs> yeah, that would be weird. What yeah. time of day was that at? Oh my like, God, are you could a you morning imagine? person or a night yeah. person? Oh, you're a morning person. Does that mean you were born early? Yeah. Like, how would you, you even it. segue into that one? You but can. you can get a lot of information you from the, the city and the... Um, all of that. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. You get two out of three of the stuff. You can. And that's just a start, guys. <laughs> it's really important. Okay. So you give a lot of rules in your book. Yeah. Okay. So part memoir, part rule book. Give us some of your favorite rules, especially ones that like you maybe impart in your daughters and you're like, never do the following or always do this. When it comes to dating or just yeah. in gen- Oh, when it comes to dating. Um, rules, I would say... Um, I mean, I have a few. Yeah, give the, the best but ones that you love But this isn't necessarily rules. something I would, I would tell my kids. But yeah, I would no. never go home with somebody on the first date. Ooh. Okay. No, that's, one day you'll tell them. You don't have to tell them today. Yeah. No, but yeah. But one day you will tell yeah. them that. And I've gone through phases where I'm like, okay, I'm not fully against it, but I've decided I'm against it. And now why are you against it now? I just I just don't see the point. Like if, if it's either going to end badly or if it's someone that you're supposed to be with, then there's no rush. So yeah, that is true. So yeah. I just think that's my number one rule. Um. What else? Would you be turned off by a guy that like invites you? Not and, and you can say no, and then he drops it and is polite. But if he invites you to like come in for a drink or whatever, are you like, mm. or do you just no? Yeah, I'm I'm not like I don't I'm not against that. Yeah, it just depends. Like if he respects you and you say no, then fine. If he's persistent, then yeah, that's then oh, that's no. a problem. You guys are the, the worst. worst. Yeah, nobody likes that. Um, but that's just a rule of mine, and I have friends that are like, oh, we don't agree with that I'm like okay well that's just my rule but yeah that works for um, you I'm with you there yeah I just don't see the point but um make them take you out again you know yeah also you don't know the person this is how I feel especially if they're a stranger stranger danger again why do you want them in your home why do you want them in your 
crevices. Like, yeah. or do yeah. you want to have to shoo them out in the morning? Yeah. Or like, second like, date is free game. Go f- do whatever you want. Even then, third I'm, date. Third date, I think is fine. Second yeah. date, still. I mean, second date, I don't think is the worst. First date is just. An, it's all about no. comfortable. Like, yeah. if someone feels comfortable on the first date or the eighth date or the twenty eighth date or whatever it is, like. Of course you don't want someone in your space if mm-hmm. you feel uncomfortable. If you're having a great time and there's tons of chemistry and you're like, this is amazing, like you're not going to feel gross about inviting them in if you don't feel gross about it. Like yeah. it, everyone moves at their own speed. But a first date is like soon, but yeah. some people are just more comfortable with it or they're more, I mean, it just depends. There was definitely yeah. a time in my life where I was like, no. And then there was definitely a time in my life where I was like, I don't really care. Yeah. So I think the thing for me and why I'm so against it is because I usually have great first dates. Like I like everybody after the first really? date. Oh, yeah. so it's like, why do you like them? I don't know. I just think is it's it like. Is it you being excited about the process or are they great? I mean, no, I don't get me wrong. I've gone on some bad ones, but like usually if I am going to like somebody, I definitely like them after the first date. Okay, wait though. How are you meeting these people most of the time? I know it's probably different. Are like friends introducing you? Like how, because you're not on apps. No, I'm not on apps. And I honestly, I don't really date a whole lot, but um, I mean, I've had friends introduce me to guys. That's, I think my main way of meeting people has just been through friends setting up. I need new friends. Yeah, (laughs) I guess you do. I'll set you up with someone. Thank you. Same. But but yeah, like, okay, so it's either a terrible first date where I'm like, absolutely not. Or it's good, and I like them. And so then you're like, don't go home with them because you you like them, and then it's just going to be too much. Well, no, your... because I, so I like people after the first date, or, or I don't. But if I do, usually by the third, I don't anymore. Why? What do you find out that you don't like? I don't know. I think first dates can just be fun. Like, usually you're, like, drinking some wine. You're yep. having a good time. Like, they're on their best behavior. By the third date, I feel like, is when you start to maybe see some of those, like, things that annoy you or things that you don't like yeah no no uh, no I okay. have a, wait so yeah speaking I of hear what you're saying third date so I went on a third date where the guy invited his friend to come along oh, and then oh. when I walked in to hang out with him he was like EDM dancing but he was old er yeah. and I was like that doesn't make any sense are you a frat boy and you you've blinded me with your fancy job meanwhile come to find out a friend of ours went out with said guy and I was like, well, beware of the EDM dancing. It shows itself around date three. Yeah. She was like, whatever. I think that's super fun. And like, he's but so see, happy. Go lucky. I'm like, great. Then he's your guy. Not mine. Because yeah. I'm like, get it together. Or show yourself on your on the first date because I don't want a weirdo. Yeah. Popping but, up yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. You obviously sort of ease into things anyway. You don't want to just like be spill everything out on the first date Mm -hmm. like there's everyone sort of on their best behavior and things aren't expressed because there's comfortability and all this stuff so that has to get worked into and it could be a good reason as to why to wait to have sex because or to even whatever to even just get physical because you know those things are going to come out so Mm -hmm. now you're on date number three majority of the people you don't like so then what do you do you're like you're because after three dates it's like then yeah. you have to like have the conversation. You can't do you just or like do you ghost. Yeah, I don't ghost. Good. I mean, oh, I guess I kind of do. I mean, I don't fully ghost. I like will respond. You know, I I, I casually fade. Yeah, but yeah. you don't just like completely disappear. You just no. like take like, longer to respond, and then they kind of get the hint. Or I'm just unavailable. Yeah, and then yeah. they're but like, so they busy. stop. Yeah, I can't this week. I'll but like, I can't for the next at least three months. So then I you can't go someone. I'm too nice. It's hard. That's <gasps> so hard to sad. do. Yeah. So yeah. then if you so the times that have worked out, you in the past couple of serious relationships you've had, you've gotten past date number three, and you've mm-hmm. been like, wait a minute, did you have like a moment where you're like, oh, I kind of don't find anything wrong with this person. They're not annoying me or it's not happening like it normally does. Well, okay, so my dating experience has really only been on The Bachelor other than my last boyfriend. And you're essentially living with the person. Yeah. Well, at least Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. Oh, The Bachelor is different. And like, do you even go on three dates with that person before they propose or don't propose? Yeah, you you go on a little more than three. But like, yeah, it's just different. And I, I never ended up dating him. But like with Josh, it wasn't that like, it wasn't this, we didn't, I did the same real life rules didn't apply. Yeah. You know, and uh, like in real life, though, I've only had one boyfriend that's lasted. I'm super picky. Well, that, I think that's OK. It's picky yeah. is sta- in standards. It's the same thing. Like, I it, think it is. people just say like, you know, oh, I'm so picky or he's so picky or whatever. But th- you just have a list of things that you like and you don't like. You're not going to not you can't tell yourself not to 
no. care about those things that bother you or don't bother you. Yeah. I mean, even when it comes to like shopping, okay? Like you don't buy everything. You buy the things you like. Yeah. Why would you want to date somebody that you just are like, you don't have any opinions on? No. Just because you <laughs> want to, I mean, I guess, yeah, some people maybe shop just to shop. Some people date just because they don't want to be alone. But if you're really being honest with yourself about you know, what you want and if you really want a partner that's going to be there and like enhance your life and not just be there because you're bored or lonely, especially you because you have children, I think Mm -hmm. it puts you on another level. Then, you know, you're going to ask yourself those real questions like, what do I really like about this person? Do they annoy me? Can I have them around? Like, yeah. And I actually hate that I said I'm so picky because I don't like that. I think it's more just like I, it's like, you know what you want. And then I also think when you meet someone, it's just going to be easy. And even if they do things that like you wouldn't normally like when it's someone that you're supposed to be with, those things aren't going to annoy you. Yep. You know? Oh, yeah. So it's more just like I haven't found someone that it just uh, just like works and is easy. Yeah. But you got close. I mean, you were engaged. Yes. So what would you say is something that you maybe found out later down the line and it didn't work out, but you might have picked up earlier and ignored? I think there's so many things that we ignore when we like someone And still to this day, it is such a struggle for me to not ignore red flags. And it's something I write about in my book. And that's actually what I was talking about when I was saying it's hard for me to take my own advice. But when you really like someone, you're going to make excuses for them. And I think it's something that I... I still struggle with. But I definitely... I think like writing this book has helped. Having my kids has helped. That I'm like, I can't do this anymore. And it's so hard to cut it off when like... You don't have to. But I think there's so many red flags, like someone that's controlling, somebody that doesn't really like when you spend time with your friends and stuff like that that I had ignored in the past. But even just little things like white lies and Mm. um, just everything, being a little shady, even just like having that like instinct that like something's not right. Mm -hmm. I think that's the hardest to ignore because you're like, am I crazy? Yeah. Feeling like and then you you feel trapped because it's hard to say something when it's something you're just guessing about. Mm-hmm. So you're like, I can't really say something because I don't have any actual proof. Yeah. And then you just sort of fester and then something comes up and you're like, I knew it. Yes, Usually women exactly. are right about that. Yeah. I've found. Yeah. I think it's the same thing as mercury. Mm-hmm. Whatever you feel is real. It may not show itself then, but it will at some point. Mm-hmm. I wish that rhymed because that would have been a great it like sonnet. Yes. Yeah. How I, I'll I work that. on it. I'll work on that and come back to it. But um, I get a little spidey sense over certain things. Mm-hmm. And we were just talking about like how I shouldn't have even gone on this date I went on and I walked out of it. But... I've never done that. I well, need to hear the story. Yeah, it's a good one. So um, I think there's something to it. And we we as women have this sensibility that we do not tap into enough or trust no. because we're told so often that we're crazy. We're crazy. Or we're yeah, emotional we're or it's yeah. our period. Okay. No, we're just how about, smart. How about we know something. Mm-hmm. It's like we're little CIA agents and yeah. we can see when you're lying or we know because we pay attention to you because we care that something is off. I think you also just know what it looks like when it's like you can relate personally, right? Like I know what it looks like when I like somebody and the things that I do that like even if it comes to making excuses or whatever, like I know what it looks like when I'm into somebody and I know what that, everyone's different, but I kind of know generally what it looks like if you're not that into me or if there's something going on behind closed doors Mm -hmm. or I kind of know what that looks like because I'm a fucking human and I've probably done it before at one point. So I'm picking up on these things, these clues that are like triggering things in my own life that I'm Mm -hmm. like, that's familiar a little. (laughs) I've done that before. But then that starts to fuck with you because you're like, is this just triggering something that's already happened, but it's yes. not happening this time? And then you feel crazy. And, and yeah. all these things are real. And sometimes it is just that. And sometimes it is maybe just you being worried. If you, this is what I think. If you feel like you tend to, we're all old enough now to know we've been in more than one relationship. So if we've been in relationships where we're like, I live in this super insecure place every time I'm in a relationship, I need to work on that. That's me. Then you Mm -hmm. have to take responsibility for that. But I would say probably us women sitting here and majority of us don't always live in an uber insecure place. So when we start feeling that way, it means something. Yes. Right? Everyone takes insecurities into relationships. But when they start really going like, Mm-hmm. Red flag, red flag, red flag. You're like, hold on a second. Yeah. I when saw a meme a the place. other day. Oh, yeah. That was like something about this exact thing. It was like, uh, 
men make you crazy what the fuck did you do to make her crazy yeah, yeah. you did it she wasn't that way before you started that's why yes. you started dating her she was uh-huh. regular yeah <laughs> yeah and then you did something to her it's yeah so true <laughs> i saw another meme and it said something i'll send it to you guys um but it was like you should not need hardcore proof to go against your intuition like you don't need proof no you just have to trust yourself yep and you feel crazy it's really hard to do but it's something that i'm working on and also like just when I'm seeing those red flags, just being like, this isn't right. I know it's not right. I don't need confirmation that it's not right yeah. because I'm probably never going to get it. And uh, I think that's probably the the hardest thing and something that I just was never good at in the past because it was someone that I really liked and something that I wanted. And so it was almost easier to ignore those things and trust them rather than just cut it off for what seems like no reason because I have no proof. But yeah there is you know so I think that's the hard part is just like trusting your gut trusting your gut and not putting too much trust into somebody else when you know that something just feels off yes and stop saying like I'm crazy like not guys saying like stop telling yourself yes right because I tell myself that I'm like am I crazy but I'm not yeah I mean it's good to be self-aware enough to ask that question but at the same time like like trust and verify so do these actions go against how you actually want someone to act does this could this potentially hurt you or your kids? I mean, in your case, you have kids, but mm-hmm. like you know, all the things that you know are your morals and ethical life to live by, like rules to live by. Does it go against any of that? If so, then like that's probably not your guy because like is he really going to change? Probably not. Yeah. And if you ask yeah. him to change, like is that going to go if well? You don't Ugh. feel happy for whatever reason, whether there's concrete proof or you're just like I don't know, something doesn't feel right. Like it's that's enough right there. Yeah. And you don't yeah. need to like, it, even if you have proof, let's say you came across some proof where, and it's not even hardcore, but it's like something, even anything. Yeah. The chances of that person, of you presenting it to somebody and then being like, yep, you got me. Like it's slim to none anyway. They're right. going to mm-hmm. freaking lie about it anyway. True. So who cares? Why even True. like, don't just Cheers write somebody off you're because right. <laughs> that's what I mean. You don't want to write somebody off just because you're like, I feel scared and like, yeah. uh, okay, bye. No, I can't deal with problem. this. That's different. But mm-hmm. if there's, you know, the difference between like, am I just afraid I'm vulnerable right now or am I like picking up on something that's real yeah and I see so many of my friends that are in like great relationships and like almost all of them had it pretty easy from the beginning you know they were both into each other didn't really play games there was never any like shadiness involved or like big lies about things or anything it's just like it's easy and I think I kind of have that in my mind that it's like when I meet the right person it's going to be easy and that day will come whether it's tomorrow or whether it's in five years and it's fine with me there's no rush on that for you there's no timeline so when in the dating process Mm -hmm. right like you're meeting people and how do you stay positive right like how do you find the upside when dating feels like a downer how do you keep yourself going because like god doing it on reality tv that's like I can't even dating sucks sometimes. And then you're like doing it in front of everybody. And like, how do you just stay so positive? Like, what, how do you also, like if, if they're not planning super amazing dates like you had on the bachelor, I bachelor mean, in paradise? Yeah. Like, how does that relate to real life? So I actually feel like everyone always thinks that because you go on these amazing dates and like in real life, it's going to be boring, but it's not really the case. And I, I think with everyone that goes on the show, we can all say like, it, you don't really care about the dates all that much you know they're probably not as fun as they seem um like I mean I prefer just going to like dinner and talking to somebody over like going on a hot air balloon and like having having a heart attack yeah um yeah but I think staying positive for me I like over the past couple years I think I've been like really comfortable being single and actually really enjoy being single I have like a lot of girlfriends and most of them are single too and we travel together and I have the girls and I feel like I have some friends that are like god I'm just like lonely or I want to be in love and I don't know like I never really feel that like oh, I want to be in love or I miss that like I'm pretty content so it's easy for me to stay positive one thing that's really hard for me though is because I am so content being single and so happy being single is that when I meet someone that I like I'm kind of like oh shit like I don't want to ruin what I have going Right, like you're afraid to mess up the life that you have created because it feels fine for you. Well, like I don't want to get hurt because I'm like I'm in such a good place yeah. being single that like I don't want to let this mess it up. I hear you. And it's hard. Yeah. Well, I'm sure since we talked about balance, there's some version mm-hmm. that can exist 
where you have both. And I think that it probably doesn't necessarily happen right away. Obviously, you have to start fitting somebody into your life and your schedule and also not lose yourself in that relationship and Mm -hmm. make sure. Do you have fears, though, from the past and like kind of feel like, shit, I could potentially do that thing again. So instead, I'm going to avoid No, I think I've learned a lot in one thing. Like I've definitely made some like giant mistakes, but I think I've, I've learned from it and I think I do a pretty decent job acting on the things that I've learned. But I'm like, that's what I mean, that it's just hard. Like I listen to my own advice because I feel like I have to, but it's not always easy. It's not always easy. I I mean, that's just, everyone needs to know that. And you know it like from just talking to your girlfriends or Mm -hmm. any of your guy friends, but you know, like it's so much easier to just help someone else out when it comes to you. It's just like that much harder because Mm -hmm. you have to actually do it. Well, one is logic and one is your heart. And And that's those two things do not always add up. Just like I'm sure when we talk about intuition, like, yeah, okay, I might feel something, but then I'm like, no, I'm just acting crazy because my like head goes to that place of like, well, there's another side to this story, or balance. maybe I'm just being, I don't know. It's balance. It's, weird today. Yeah, ba- it's <gasps> just f- knowing that those two things exist, and sometimes they are, maybe it is you overanalyzing, and maybe sometimes you're right, like, or sometimes it's both. Mm-hmm. It's just Ugh. knowing that that world is real, that all of those things happen at times, and just finding the balance between them. And speaking of balance, um, the bachelor or the in the bachelor in paradise like we see what we think we see but you're living something else so the balance between the two is somewhere like the truth lies somewhere in between what is something that's like freaking crazy that you're like you don't know about this or this kind of stuff goes down like this is what makes it like different than dating in real life or just any crazy wild story that you're like this is only something that I know because I lived it I mean, I don't think I have like a wild story, but I mean, I think people in general are like, that's so crazy that you fall in love in three weeks when we're on paradise. Well, I mean, it, it shows like it's eight weeks, but a week in paradise time is actually like three days. So it's three weeks. Okay. And um, we have no phones. We have no family. Like we have no TVs. So it's literally like one-on-one time where you're super present and you're talking about everything. So I think it's easier and makes a little more sense and it's not as crazy to fall in love in that short amount of time because even now it's like you know I'll go on 10 dates with a guy but we've only spent x amount of time together where in paradise we would have spent that amount of time together in three days true good point so it doesn't seem as crazy because you're literally like you said so present you have no outside life no yeah, so that would no make sense. And you're no. just like all in. I think that's great. It's like speed relationship mm-hmm. because then you cut the bullshit and you cut like you, uh, you have super momentum because you're still there. And and you know everyone's kind of there looking for something too. You're not like ra- and potentially you're not just randomly dating someone who's like maybe like, I don't know, just bored on an app. You're like, and these are dating shows. So mm-hmm. there, at least there's some common ground about like dating in some capacity. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, I mean... You would hope so. And I would say for the most part, people want to date each other. I mean, there's definitely exceptions. People that aren't there for for the right reasons. Oh, my God. That's true. But, I mean, I think for the most part, the couples that came out of the show, it's like they don't – those kind of people usually don't come out in a relationship. So, yeah, like it just kind of speeds the process up. And in a way, it's kind of nice. Yeah. Um, But I do think like you talk about your emotions so much, and it is emotional because you're tired and – you know, you're staying up late and you have these rose ceremonies that go to like six in the morning. Oh and my God. You're just kind of delusional. So I think that's why you see everybody like crying so much and you're like, wow, <laughs> these people are like insane. And but we're actually not. Insane. It's a heightened circumstance. So yeah. things, everything is more extreme. Mm-hmm. And that's a really good thing to point out. I just yeah. can't even imagine like being in that environment and like doing my hair and makeup and trying to smell good all the time. Like, yeah. Do you really get to know somebody because you're like actually outside in Mexico and like, kind of roughing it they're not roughing it we but. are yeah it's funny too because before the season I know like every girl feels this way you know you're like you pack all this makeup we have we get different kind of makeup that we all tell each other about like this makeup that doesn't like melt in humidity and this humidity yeah. hairspray and this self-tanner that dries immediately so it doesn't drip all over your clothes and you go all out because you're like I'm gonna look perfect this whole season yeah no pressure. And then yeah. once you get there, you try for like maybe three days and then you just give and up. And you're like, I can't. Because it's just so Too hot. much work. 
It's but also too it's much not work. reality. I mean, I get it's reality TV, but like reality. But that's a good point to point mm-hmm. out. Like you're also just so in it and so focused and you don't have time and there's emotions running. Like you don't, you end up stop not worrying about the superficial stuff that yes. you want to care about because you want to feel good. But at the end of the day, it's not really what's driving you. Oh yeah. The season finale of, uh, or the last episode, what was it called? Um, I think it was season four. Was that? I don't know what season I was on. But <laughs> anyways, the last season that I was on, uh, the finale episode, I literally had frizzy green <gasps> hair from the pool. My oh hair God. was green. <gasps> like it was just, I, I had probably gained like seven pounds in a matter of three weeks just from like eating quesadillas all the time. Yeah. Like you just, you just don't care anymore. You're just like, so yeah. would you, you say back. Bachelor in Paradise is more real than like The Bachelor? Uh, In different ways. So The Bachelor is more... Um, it's more on a schedule. Like, you know, there's three one-on-one dates and there's a group date or whatever the schedule is for that week and you travel and it's pretty standard how it happens. X amount of people go home every week. We're on Bachelor in Paradise. It's more like a free-for-all during the day because there's really only like two dates that week for the rest of the time. Like you guys are together. We're on The Bachelor. You're not hanging out with whoever The Bachelor is. That's a good point. So it's more natural. But I will say, I think, I mean, obviously Bachelor in Paradise is a little more edited. Okay. Which I feel like you can kind of see. Like they make it funny and I think yeah. people are more comfortable personality on camera. To it. Well, yeah. And so it's a little different. Even the intro. I mean that intro kills They have me. much <laughs> more footage, much more raw footage to, to play with on Bachelor in Paradise yes. than they do in... I mean, you, it's a lot of raw footage probably of you and the other women, but like not as much of like you and whoever the bachelor is, that's Mm -hmm. more limited time. So when bachelor in paradise, you've got a lot of time with, like you said, with just you and the person. So they've got a lot to play with, which probably makes it a little easier for them to. Yes. And on paradise, I don't think people realize too, is that you all, there's always cameras on, like we have hidden cameras they're everywhere. They're always on you. We're on the bachelor. Like you can get away with being off camera for a little bit. Oh, when you're in the car or when you're on an airplane, you don't have cameras on you. You're not mic'd. So anytime you see them like go from L.A. to wherever they're going, the whole time at the airport on the plane, they're not mic'd. So if you're in the bathroom and you whisper something to somebody like that's not going to get on camera. We're on Paradise. You're in the same place and there's cameras everywhere. So like you can't escape it. Ooh. But on The Bachelor, I mean, you definitely have certain moments where you can escape the cameras. Do you think that being on the show has made you either A, more open because you're like, well, if someone's always listening, I might as well just be myself, or B, more cautiously, like, communicative because you're like, well, someone could hear it, so I might, I should probably say it in a way that is more like... I don't know, not like the royal family. Like, who's like people that are, like, media trained. Like, like diplomatic. Yeah. yeah. I mean... To be honest, I feel like I'm, like, I'm just, I feel like for the most part, anything that I say, like, in my everyday life, uh, not everything, but I mean, for the most part, I'm not, like, a big, like, shit talker. Like, I feel like I'm pretty normal, so I feel like I don't really feel like that as much. Um, But no, I I mean, definitely when I got home, it was weird. I'm like, okay, there's no microphones on me. I can say whatever I want. But, like, as of now, yeah, I mean... You're yourself. You're yourself most of the time, so it's not that... Yeah. It didn't affect you, really. I mean... I know there's a lot of talk about like someone's different on the show than they are in real life. I think for the most part, I'm pretty much the same in real life. I mean, I think there's different parts of my personality that you don't see on the show. But yeah, I I think it's, I don't really worry about that. You are, you seem like a strong, confident person in who you are and what you want. So for you, that's probably less of a thing Mm -hmm. than somebody who might be on the show for the wrong reasons. Yes. Those wrong reasons. Like, okay, for instance, you have a clothing line. Like, Mm -hmm. Some people probably go on the show to promote their business, yeah. but you started yours after the show? After, yeah. So tell us about this fashion line, and how do you even have time for it? <laughs> uh, so it's actually my favorite thing that I've worked on, Ooh. just because I've always wanted to start a clothing line. And ever since the girls were little, I loved dressing them up, and I loved to match with them. So it was something I wanted to do since they were babies. So it's really fun. And I honestly wouldn't have been able to do it if I didn't have the platform that I have gotten from the show, which is great. Um, but it's fun, and I feel like, it's great because the kids get to kind of be a part of it. They're my little fit models Cute. and they help me with the designs. Um, so it's been really fun. And it's Lanny, the label. Is that how you say it? It's called Lonnie. Oh, Lonnie. Lonnie. And it has okay. no meaning behind the name. Um, I was just trying to find something that flowed and sounded good. I was going back and forth between names forever and I just ended up going with that. I think it's cute it is cute okay and so everyone can find Lonnie on Instagram at yes it's um at Lonnie underscore the underscore label 
And then is there, and you can buy most products there or is there a website where people can buy things? It's just um, LaniTheLabel.com. It's L-A-N-I. And then uh, we're on a few retailers. We're in a couple boutiques in Orange County. And then we have some bigger retailers that will be available in 2020, which I can't talk about yet, but I'm super excited. Oh my God. Exciting. And then where can everyone get your book? You can get my book at any uh, any book retailer. So Amazon, Barnes & Noble, basically any major book retailer that sells books. Wow, that's Guys, so you got to get it. Yeah, and there's so the much things. stuff in there. And where remind everyone where they can follow and find you as well. You can find me on Instagram. Um, it's at Amanda underscore Stanton with two N's. And I know it's really annoying. I've been trying to get a different handle for a very long time. And then Twitter, I'm Amanda Stanton with three N's. Okay. <laughs> All the ends. I like so it. So many ends. Triple ends. Try to find me. <laughs> yeah. If there's a will, there's a way. Yes. They'll find you. That's right. Guys, don't forget also to tune in next week for an all-new episode where we talk more dating and relationshipy stuff for our 200th episode oh with our God. guest host of You Can't Sit With Us podcast, Diana Esper. Yeah, that's right, you guys. It's actually Diana, De- but Deanna. she's British, and she says Diana, but it's spelled like Princess Diana. Anyway, she is the, just a fiery little British fun ball wait. of fun to celebrate and our 200th episode. We can sit with her. And we, we can't. We're going to be sitting with her. And also you can join us on the, um, being a class in the Master Dater. Like, why don't you be a, a senior valedictorian master dater status with us i think that's a really join good the class too. be there Strive graduate get there with us follow us on social media at complicated show and um you can find us on uh, it's complicated podcast wherever you get any of your podcasts mm-hmm. and you can follow me at lauren leonelli on all the social meets as well and you can follow me at jennifer golden on all the social meets as well and we will talk with you next week for our 200th episode love, love you long time, time. You're listening to It's Complicated with your hosts, Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli. 